All right. Hello, our faithful listeners. <laughs> hopefully you find a friendly voice in us and hopefully uh, you're joining us for this podcast. Um, this one will only include me and Lynette. Uh, Mila is in Indonesia and we're wishing her the best as she's spending time with family. Um, so Lynette and I are just going to, you know, chat a little bit. And um, before we start, uh, we're going to say a small prayer. Lynette, did you want to do the honors? Sure, sure. All right. God, thank you for this time that we have together. Thank you for my sisters. Thank you, thank you for, for everything, everything that, you that you do for us. For us. Um, this was this an, was awesome, an awesome, awesome message to listen to. to. I, I even got to listen to, listen to it twice. twice. Uh, it was really, it was really awesome. awesome. And, and I hope I that hope it, it encourages, encourages you and, and builds you up and gives you gives everything, you everything you, need you need to start, start your journey, your journey. Um, towards, towards God. God. So, so, uh, Awesome. Awesome. Amen. That's awesome. So, yes, we listened <laughs> to a great message. Slow down and win. Preached in September 17, 2005. I was 20. I was 24 years old. It's like almost 20 years ago. Wow. <laughs> and so, um, how old were you? I see. I was 22. 22. You had just come to the ministry then, right? Well, no, well, Jamie and I were married. married. Oh, yeah, already. We're already. Yeah. yeah. So it's a pretty cool message to revisit 20 years later. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I was not mature to handle. You know how you read verses in the Bible and sometimes you're like, oh, goodness. How did I miss that the first time? I'm like 20 plus years in the future from the message being preached. And I'm like, how did I miss this? Like five years, six years, 10, 13 years ago. <laughs> I am I like, that like that with every, every message, message I, listen I listen to. to. Yeah. Which is I'm cool, like, but humbling. Because yeah. yeah. maybe had we done it right, some of the things that we did wrong wouldn't be so monumental. But um, yeah, the yes. message was Slow Down and Win, preached by Trent. And... um. You know, it's a pretty interesting message because there is many ways to perceive it. Obviously, the the word is living and active. Um, he did give us five um, verses, and this is the first time that we're actually talking about and giving a response to a message that isn't on TrentLing.com. So this message will be exclusively uh, published on this website for the moment. <laughs> Since it's not found on TrentLing.com, so the full message will be available to those who are hearing um, our podcast, and it will, um, it hopefully will be very beneficial. Um, it's definitely like um, juicy, good advice, um, and um, so we can get on to it. There are five verses, and since it's not published on TrentLing.com's website, I do think it's beneficial to just kind of slow it down a little bit. And maybe on this one, we do talk about, read out the verse possibly that um, we discuss. And so with that, I did wanna start with um, just like when he was talking about the beginning, he said, you know, he started with Proverbs 21 verse three. And it um, reads to do what is right 
and just is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. And that resonated immediately for me because um, humbly, I understand that a lot of the mistakes I made um, throughout my life, but especially in the recent last five to six years, a lot of it was um, lacking the humility. I was too prideful to get advice. And then what's worse is the advice would be given whether I wanted it or not, and I would not adhere to it. And mm -hmm. so one good example of it, it was how I handled um, just my own um, job and how taxing my job was. And I remember getting open about it, sharing it with other people, understanding the advice people would give me about how, you know, I was in idolatry, basically. I was people pleasing too much, had a hard time saying no, um, spreading myself very thinly. And I remembered that one of the accusations or temptations I would get from Satan was, don't, uh, don't talk about this. Don't ask for advice because you're going to end up having to you're you're going to end up having to do something that you're not comfortable with. It was very nebulous. It was never concrete, but it was enough of an accusation and that it allowed me to get tempted into being a coward and not asking for advice. So sometimes things like my boss asking me to stay, you know, past a certain time, um, you know, or, or taking on more projects when I already had a full workload, um, not being able to like, delegate it up or manage it up. And, and I talk a lot about my job because unfortunately, at times my job really sped up my life. And those decisions of completely being consumed by my job made it that I had little to no time to actually make thoughtful, wise decisions. And in my life, I think the, the biggest um, deficit was how I I basically would not go get advice or ask questions for fear that I would end up doing something really wild that I was not accustomed to. So I rather sacrifice and work myself to death mm -hmm. than actually get God breathed life into me with advice. Um, that would have been as simple as find another job, you know, but. That was one thing that triggered in my brain as soon as I was listening to that. Do you have like something similar? So what I considered, considered um, in, the in the beginning of, of our, marriage, our marriage, my, my husband, husband always, always gave, gave me, me uh, Genesis, Genesis 4, 7 a, a, because, because he, wouldn't he wouldn't read the whole read thing. The whole thing. <laughs> but in the but beginning... The beginning of that, of that verse, verse, it says, if you, if you do, do what, is, what right, is right, will you not, will you be, not accepted? be accepted? And, and I, can I can remember, remember uh, uh, he would he say, would that, say to that to me because, because a, lot a lot of times, times I, wouldn't I wouldn't want, want to, to tell him tell things, things or, or, or help him or, or a fear, a fear reaction, of reaction. Or, or, so it's so like, like I, I will just... just be quiet, be quiet and, and you know or, you know, or not, tell, not it tell it out you know you know like, like, like oh, I'll, tell I'll tell it out, it out then, then there's gonna there's be repercussions so I'll just bear the bear brunt, the brunt of the abuse, abuse or whatever, or whatever. Um, um and so, and so yeah, yeah there's a lot, lot of that, that. So, so he would always he would give always me that scripture which is like 
you do what is right, right. will you will not, you be, not accepted? be accepted? Like, like that's, that's all God, all wants, God wants, right? right? Yeah. Just, just yeah. do the, do right, the thing. right thing. Yeah. And, I love and, that. Uh, what? what? I love that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. I love what I you love said, what about, you said Satan about Satan because, because it's, like, it's like we know, we know what, what to, do, to do and Satan, Satan is, waiting is waiting and will make a make run, a at, run us, at us, right? right? And, and so, so I have, I have asked us to consider, consider your, ways your ways first and do what is right. And so I like that. I like that. Slow down, Slow down and consider, and consider things, things and think about, think about like, consequences, consequences and, and do we have it, it and, and uh, just, just all that all stuff. That stuff. Yeah, it's like the recipe for success is that if you just slow, if it, um, Haggai, I think it's Haggai 5, you're my Alexa. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out where it's at. I think it's in Haggai, either 5.1 or 1.5. And it's about careful, carefully thinking of, you know, your ways, giving careful thought to your ways. Yeah. Yeah. And let me, oh, it's Haggai 1.5. Now, this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. And what's cool is, like, all over the Bible, it's not about rush and get saved, rush and win, rush and, you know, like the Ecclesiastes 9-11, the the next verse he talks about in that message, race is not for the swift. And he's like, this isn't about winning. It isn't about... um, you know, achieving something, being the number one or something. It's about being ready, being ready for a season when things can be nebulous, when things are unclear, when you don't know what's left and right and back now because, you know, Satan is scheming and people around you may be, you know, fakers and you don't know, right? And and they could all be enemies, you know, and in, in the lurk. And you're trying to figure out life. And so the whole idea is it's almost like um, you're really getting prepped to be able to handle the season we're in. Like 20 years ago, I think we had a season where we could really trust on our shepherds, right? We had people were shepherding us, you know, they were pastoring us. We don't really have that right now, right? You know, we have, luckily we have, you know, trans messages, you know, we have, uh, some of the disciples who, you know, are gathering with us and, and sharpening us up, but we really don't have that same 20 year uh, ago when we were just in our 20s, when we were young, we don't have that same system of um, of support in a way, right. because that was really the training season for us to be able to live this season where we're now adults and, you know, very much into our adulthood and we really need to spiritually be mature to be able to handle things in a righteous way, not just to get it done. Right, now, right. you know, like, so when he said race is the race is not for the swift and he made um, emphasize time and chance happens to us all. It's like not everything that's occurring is a sure fire sign that God's against you. Yes. Yes. So, so, oh my oh goodness, my goodness. <laughs> that, that really, really hit, hit home, home for me. For me. Yes, because, because when he, when he made, the made the example of like, what did he say? Time, time and chance happens, happens to, everybody. to everybody, and we are, and we are quick, quick to make, to make judgments, judgments about, about it, it. Right? Yeah. right? 
And my and first, my first thought, thought was like, was like oh, oh, that, that is, is so me. me. It's like, <laughs> it's like so, so back, back in the, in the day, day, right? Right. I was, I was a total, a total mess, mess and totally, totally blind, blind to, to uh, seeing, uh, seeing me and my ideal. But I was, but I was so, so hyper-focused and, and super sensitive, sensitive to other people in their, their deal. deal. And I could and point, I could them, point out, them out and I could and tell, them tell them what was, what happening. was happening. And uh, But it's like but it's with, like with me, me, I'd be I'd like, like whoop, whoop, totally, totally blind, blind and just, and just... Yeah. So, yeah, no, it, it could be, it you know, it, and it also adds an element of... Um, an element of distrust towards God is what I thought. When people that, you know, when it's almost as if thinking, you know, God has so many different um, attributes, right? And unfortunately, when we when we are quick to judge, it's almost like, do we know the God who gave us mercy and grace? Mm-hmm. Like, this is the same God. He's not tit for tat. Obviously, if you're in deliberate sin and and you're dragging innocent people into it, you know, you might have, you know, you might have a raging God against you. But um, when you're like intentionally and all that deliberate, you know, whatever. But even then, you still have mercy and grace that is afforded to you. God's God's true desire. Like, that's a beautiful thing. I, I don't remember exactly where the scripture is, but his desire is for everybody to come to a knowledge of the truth. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's his desire. Like, that's huge. Like, I know I desire ice cream. I want it. I'm going to go get it. (laughs) You know, and that's such a small little desire compared to like a big, huge desire. Like, he desires everybody to come to a knowledge of the truth. And it's like, that's the God we serve. That's the God that whether or not we acknowledge him as, you know, being alive or real, because some people, you know, decide to think that that's okay, like, believe that fairy tale, um, that God who created us way before the earth was even created, right, he was thinking about us way before that, um, that's the God that has that mercy and grace, so it's like, I, some of the stuff that happens to us doesn't have a direct correlation to a judgment that's being rendered, it's just that, especially as disciples, right? As as people who have professed that Jesus is Lord and I will be following him in his godly ways. Like those people, especially, like, you know, that's just Satan's scheme to make you, you know, to be so quick to judge, to to feel like there's a judgment against you at times. It's like to, to see that it's almost like um, it starts creating this situation where you feel, like, can I trust God? Can I be weak around God? Can I make a mistake around God? And it makes God as this distant, you know, omnipotent, uh, disconnected. Uh, yeah. You know, it. it's like it's almost like being with a smothering mother that has high expectations and you're you're never good enough. And it's like that's exactly the stuff that Satan would love to breathe into those you know, those types of accusations against God in the, in the chances that we're going through a struggle, you know, like, I, I think, you know, I've had those feelings at times. And I know that the last thing I would do would be going towards God's people or towards God, especially when I was younger. But that, yeah, caught, yeah. that, that basically, you know, put me in trouble, you know, 
Right. I, there's a there's scripture, a scripture that, that talks about, about uh, like, like to, to where, where God, God is, is to the tree, to the patient, patient. Portraying the scripture. Sorry. But it's like I do believe that more disciples than people treat others the way they feel God treats them. And so, and it's, so kind it's kind of, of a reflection, reflection of where their, where their relationship, relationship with, God with God is. Yeah. I like the verse you just quoted. I don't know if you want to re- read it out loud because it's really, it's really comforting. Uh, Psalms 18, 26. I think I said Psalms the right way this time. Woohoo. Yes. yes. My Spanish <laughs> lisp. <laughs> you said 18? Yeah, 18 to 20, 18, uh, verse 26. Okay. I'm glad you found it. (laughs) Okay. To the pure, show yourself pure. But to the crooked, you should show yourself shrewd. Oh, you can go further. At 25. To the faithful, you show yourself faithful. To the blameless, you show yourself blameless. But yeah, you kind of mirror God in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. And then bringing it back to slowing down and wind, um, it goes, that's actually a nice segue right into Proverbs 13, 10. And that is such, you know, whenever you read Proverbs, it's just dripping with so much depth, uh, instruction and, and like uh, order, you know, there's such an orderliness to it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so it says pride only breeds quarrels and wisdom is found on those who take advice. And I'm like, that is so true. You know, um, it 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 is awesome when we get challenged to the point where we are questioning whether or not are we being judged against something? You know, you know that you're in deep uh, trouble at times when you're actually like asking yourselves, you know, what's going on? Is God against me? And in those times, that's when it would be beneficial to us to be the most humble and go get advice and then take it. It's not just listen to it. Right. right. And and it like warns you because the pride, no matter what, the pride is somehow going to only breed quarrel. And you think about breeding and it's like, oh, my goodness, this is crazy. You know, like how many eggs do, does a spider lay? Over a thousand. So imagine pride. It's worse than a spider laying eggs. Like, yeah. yeah. And so when that that um, when you said that, um, when you shared that verse and Psalms, it's really comforting because the truth is that if you hang in, because that's the whole idea of slow down and when if you hang in slow and steady and and you do what, you know, shall typically always recommend that the women do first Peter four, nine, four, um, yeah, four nineteen, yeah. right? to um, be faithful to our creator as we endure the suffering according to his will and continue to do good, right? And it is good for us to go get that advice, take it and implement it. Um, So, you know, beautiful message that's actually giving us step-by-step instruction on how to endure a challenging season in our lives without casting off the faith of saying, if he is against me, you know, who do I have with me? And the truth is, no, quite the opposite. This is a challenging time to make, sh- uh, sh- you know, make certain our faith 
this will definitely fortify our faith, right? Build us like, you know, make us like Flint, right? Right. Um, I don't know if you had anything towards that verse when he started sharing about taking advice. I have. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, later. Um. No, I don't no, have any. <laughs> this is where Mila kind of edits that part up. <laughs> and then he goes for the 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 jugular here and I think towards the end he starts talking you know I, I start he starts talking about life you know the helmet of salvation in Ephesians 6 yeah. 17 he's like the you put on the helmet of salvation and obviously the helmet is take on that advice <laughs> right. and then you use the sword of the spirit to just basically you know start slicing and dicing things that are just needless godless that are dragging you down and and I, I started picturing myself when I was listening to this message because I was probably only two years in the faith um, when this message was preached. And I was still a very, very horrible mess. <laughs> right? uh, I was weighed down by all sorts of foolishness. And I just remember um, one of the one of the questions I had where, you know, the, the Bible talks about, you know, you learn your obedience through suffering. Some of you <laughs> like, have you suffered enough? Like, is this right. enough? And I remember the question I said in despair out loud to Jonelle. I just feel like my life is running away with me, not from me, away with me. Like I'm being dragged by like six chariot horses and I'm just stumbling, you know, behind them. I'm just bumping every single rock and gravel, you know, I'm like stick, whatever, like mud. <laughs> I'm, like, I, I'm like, life is just running a, away with me. <laughs> And I I remember sharing that with her and her thing was like, you know, the, the biggest advice she gave me was be prudent. Think okay. before I act. Think before I act. And then in that thinking, be resolute and take action against right. anything that sets itself up against your faith. Anything that wants to come in and say, hey, I'm I'm pitching a tent here and I'm going to take all of these resources, all your time, all your, uh, you know, all your energy, all your effort and and uh, just trample over you. Um, it's like a no, because my biggest sin up until that time, I think, was mostly driven by people pleasing. Mm-hmm. I had such a hard time saying no, because I didn't want to let people down. And a lot of that had to do with just the way we grew up, right? Your parents. Right. right. You, Be a good girl. What does that mean? It's not the biblical version of it. It's just don't cause me problems. <laughs> like, right. right. Yeah, yeah. Or like, because like we're, we're Spanish. So, so you're supposed, you're supposed to, say to say hi to everybody. To everybody but you have, but to, you say have to say hi properly. properly. Yes. And, and like, you know, you, you, know, you have, have to hug, to hug and greet everyone and acknowledge, acknowledge them. them. And, and, like, like, you know, there's you know, some, some people, people that Mackenzie are, daughter is, uncomfortable, uncomfortable with. with and I'm and like, I'm like don't, don't talk to them like you can't force that on you yeah and like you can be courteous but you don't have to have a right. two-hour conversation right. laying down right. your life yeah the spanish pinch i remember the pinch 
if you didn't yeah that's true and 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 we have to be careful like you know how we do that to our children but especially to each other it's like our spouses to each other like not to make each other uncomfortable then and I could see how in the end instead of God and his righteous ways being the dominion of our thoughts it's whether or not our spouses feeling good with us and we're willing to sacrifice again instead of doing what is right just to win over the favor of this human who really doesn't have this benevolent heart for all people like God does and it's like we have to constantly be in perspective of that and I I I loved it because this came in the right season because I again feel like I'm again letting some it's always easy to get work because especially in America, we work so much compared to other developed countries, but it's so easy to get enamored with work because there's such a immediate satisfaction or immediate receivable from doing what we do at work. You know, most Americans probably work 45, I, I think it is like 45 plus hours. I don't remember, but um, it's crazy. And, and that then becomes you know, especially when you're working for someone else um, and you're not really building a legacy or, or an inheritance for your family. And then your family only gets you for 10 percent of your time. Yeah. And not even the greatest 10 percent. <laughs> right. You so know? that is that a is good a segue, segue to, to my final, my final thoughts, thoughts, which, which is, is to the second, the second part, part of that verse, verse about, about the, the sword, sword of the spirit. Of the spirit. Sword of the Spirit, yeah, of the Spirit. Of the spirit. Like, dang it, wrong. dang it, wrong. Um, um, and so and I have so take a sword, sword to, my, to my, life. my life, and then the, and then question, the question that we, that we should, should always be asking, be asking ourselves, ourselves is, is, is my is life, my in, life line in line with the, with the scriptures? Yes, and that's, and that's what, what we need, we to, need do. to do. Yeah, I love that. So it's a very good question to stimulate wholesome thinking. Is my life in line with the scriptures? And I, my final uh, thoughts on this was because I love writing like a step-by-step list. (laughs) It's that, you know, keep in mind that pride breeds quarrel. Be resolute on what you're after. Get the advice. Take the advice. That builds your helmet of salvation. And then with the sword of the spirit, slice and dice anything that gets in the way of you and your relationship with God and be very resolute in it. And, and so long as you do that in honor of what God has given to you, especially as disciples, I do, even though the season right now may be nebulous, maybe, you know, cloudy and and challenging. um, I do believe what shall faithfully always gives us as advice and we should take it is first Peter 419. And if you bear with me, I just want to read it out loud, especially for the benefit of our hearers, um, because it's such a beautiful instruction. So then those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator and continue to do good. It's all about doing good, being right in the eyes of God, and not about trying to make up for it later on, you know, and to be humble. We don't know it all. 
Um, and there are such great people that have lived really great lives amongst us. You know, uh, I think of the person who preached this message, Trent, someone that has a whole lifetime, almost 60 years old, has a whole lifetime of advice uh, and faithfully delivers these types of messages. And, you know, my friend Lynette here, you know, <laughs> is the advice and the friendship that we have and how fluid it is and how we are able to, you know, um, you know, talk with each other off and on and know about each other's life. That's why friendships in, in Christ are so important um, because of the fact that we can sharpen each other up, comfort each other during really rough seasons. And when, you know, no answer is available, at least, uh, you know, the support of being on your side and the cheerleading is. So this was a wonderful message uh, all about really empowering the individual to understand that they through God's uh, blessing and mercy have the power to take hold of their lives and not have their lives run them. Yeah. yeah. Amen for this message. And so we'll pray out and hope to hear, you know, some responses from this and hopefully people get comforted by what we've gone through or over. God, our Father, thank you so much for the time that we were able to take and listen to this message. I um, am very grateful and thankful for the Ling family and how, you know, between Trent and Shao, how they've taken care of each other so that they can take care of your word and then take care of your followers in the way that they provide all this very life-breathing advice to us. I hope that others that happen across our podcast that's very humbly put together with a lot of um and dead air, that they also enjoy, um, you know, friendly voices, just giving their perspective and relating to them. Uh, as always, I hope that they reach out um, to either Trent or one of us so that we can share even more in-depth insight and or just a friendly ear to hear. I uh, love you very much, God, for everything that you do. Um, thank you very much. Amen. Amen. Amen.